0: Hello, I'm Andrew Siegel and I'm an author. I've just written this romantic story and if you'd like to know what inspired me, I'll let you know at the end. This story is called A Major Operation. I'm nervous, darling. Are you? Well, let's just say I'm focused. But then, you're never nervous, are you? Oh, I wouldn't say that. Come on, Steve, be honest. When was the last time you were nervous? Go on, tell me when. When? There was a pause. "'See? Told you. You can't say.' "'Hang on a moment, Kate.' "'Okay,' he responded. "'The last time I was nervous was when I met your mother for the first time.' She burst out, laughing, a great peal of warmth. "'Are you being serious, darling? My mother?' "'She's a big lady,' he said, half to himself. "'Tall?' "'Oh, just one minute, please. You're a big fella. Tall, too, if you must.' "'I heard her chatting to you, quietly, on the side.' She wagged a finger at him. Eavesdroppers never did hear any good about themselves. It was unintended. I wasn't actually listening in. She described me as a diffident young man. Kate smiled up at him. And are you? What? A diffident young man? In her eyes, apparently. How about in your eyes? She can be pretty daunting, you know, your mother, quoting Dickens and Shakespeare as casually as if she knows them personally. Knew them. She corrected. Anyway, you can quote Bing Crosby and Ruth Springsteen, an eclectic mix if I ever. It was his turn to laugh. Maybe, but you know perfectly well I'm besotted with Trollope and pay more than lip service to Lessing, Austin, and Atwood. He thought a moment, then added, to name but a few. Clasping her hands together, she said, Seriously, though, I'm really nervous, Steve. Are we doing the right thing? There's a lot of people. "'Putting a hand on her back, he said, "'You'll be fine.' "'The pool of light they were standing in reflected her flawless alabaster complexion, "'contrasting as it did with her beautifully bobbed black hair. "'It's cold. The stone floor, I'm getting chill. "'It'll be warmer inside.' "'What if it goes wrong? If I get it wrong? Got it wrong? "'Darling, you won't get it wrong. There's nothing to get wrong.' "'You're not expected to do anything. "'And anyway, I'm here. "'Will you always be here? "'For me?' "'She sounded shy. "'Forever, my love, and a day. "'You make me feel safe. "'You make me feel happy.' "'She looked up at him again, "'as though to convince herself he was telling the truth. "'You recovered so quickly. "'I was fit, Kate, "'else I might not have survived.' "'The other driver was drunk.' We've been all through this, darling. A broken back, wheelchair-bound for months. They said you might not walk again. Well, here I am, he said quietly. And remember, if not for the accident, I might never have met you. But I'm not as strong as you. Physically, mentally, you don't need to be. I'll be strong enough for both of us. When I think of you in that gym, sweating and straining, perspiration running down your face and soaking your vest, months of it... I've never seen such determination. I couldn't begin to match your efforts, Steve. You don't have to, Kate. I'm ugly. You're beautiful. I think I'm ugly. I think you're beautiful, and what I say goes. No arguments or there'll be trouble. I love you. I guessed it. She smiled wanly. Will we have babies? Well now, he said, looking up at the ceiling as though for inspiration. Let me see. Seriously, darling. Just you try and stop me. But look at my body. What's wrong with your body? She looked at him long and hard, but said nothing. Eventually, Steve broke in Kate, I fell in love with a woman, not a body. And anyway, I love your body. The doctor said it could be risky, pregnancy. I've told you I'm paying for the best right now. And we'll do whatever you want. If it really is likely to be dangerous after all this, we can always adopt. Shaking her head, she emphasised, No, I want my own, Steve. I want our own child. Children. Well, why don't we just let things take their course and we'll see how they turn out. Mummy loves you, you know. She admires you enormously. I've grown fond of her, too. This is like a hospital gown, isn't it? Kate inquired, smoothing her lap. No, it's not. Well, it feels like one. A tad smarter, I'd say. I wish Daddy were here. It's been ten years. Seems more like ten minutes. I never got used to losing him. Don't know how Mummy coped, especially with me. Kate was starting to look agitated again, as though new doubts and troubles were beginning to assail her. It's time, darling, said Steve. We have to go in now. They're waiting. Suddenly, realising it was all too much for her, Kate gasped, No, Steve, no, I can't. I can't go through with this, this sort of operation hardly an operation but it is kate for heaven's sakes this isn't an nhs hospital it feels like one though it can't possibly they've reassured you us that all will be well it's just a simple process you might call it a brief event ignoring him she added it's never going to work we were mad to think her voice had risen a pitch she was close to panicking almost out of control eyelids fluttering, heart beating wildly. She wanted to escape. Seeing clearly what was happening and positioning himself behind her, Steve, placing both hands on Kate's shoulders, gently massaged, moving his palms and fingers across and into the back of her neck, gradually becoming aware of the tension ebbing away, her breathing steadily becoming more regular until she had herself under control again. Adjusting his tie and, straightening his jacket, Steve nodded to someone over on his left, saying, Now! And he and Kate moved forward together to whatever was to be. She could hear music, but wasn't clear what it was they were playing. Operating theatres played music these days. Not an NHS hospital? All so confusing. She felt, self-consciously, the eyes that were upon her, and tried to look away from the crush of their gaze. An operation... A process. An event that would make it all come right. Children, now possible. She stopped dead, wasn't moving. Kate, you have to do this yourself, Steve urged. Push forward. The wheels are barely turning. You've got to do this independently. It's what you wanted, to do it on your own. You can't stop now. In the fog of her mind, she felt her hand being held, manipulated, her fingers uncurling. It was like being anaesthetised. She'd been palpitating. Now she was barely aware of her surroundings, a body's reaction to extreme stress, to fear. She could sense Steve's presence, the warm, manly scent of him, should he be with her at all at this stage, operating theatre, mystification, fear. And a jumble of words, none of it coherent. Steve, still close behind her, been so patient. A future together. And babies. Babies. Her choice, he'd insisted. Just this process to get through. Was she even still alive? A voice. In the sight of God. In the background, she was faintly aware of what sounded like Handel's arrival of the Queen of Sheba. Wild talking. Happy voices. Bodies beginning to crowd around. Not an NHS hospital after all. Not cold, but winning. Warm. Welcoming. A flooding of emotion almost too overwhelming to bear. Steve's gentle voice in her ear, sounding close to tears. And then those words. The priests, addressed to a man, her man. Words she never in her wildest dreams thought she'd hear in her lifetime. You may kiss your bride. I hope you enjoyed that little story, and I was inspired in this way. Love stories take all shapes and forms, and whilst we may say, all the world loves a lover, there must be times when some people have felt sadly excluded. Of course, first appearances count, but then what really matters is the attraction of the personalities involved, and this can take just a little longer to make itself apparent. In particular, for those with disabilities in this hurried age, a little longer may be just too long, but not necessarily for everyone, as we've seen. Hope you liked it.